Alhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Welcome everybody to the Safina Society Nothing But Facts live stream on a Wednesday, a rainy Wednesday in the state of New Jersey on a day in which uh, we are covering the affairs of the Ummah. And let's get straight to the title. Christian dunks on mushabbiha anthropomorphist Muslims. I'll play it here. You can get it, but you, I can. I'll play it here. Well, if I just play the audio here, it should be fine because it's a TikTok, not a YouTube video. So let's get straight to this, and let me play this audio. It's exactly what we've been saying for ages that a Muslim must learn Eid Kalam. This book here is defending Eid Kalam. Okay, and here we have a Muslim who is a mushabbih type of. They claim to be Atharia, but essentially they're Mushabbihah. Maybe you can, there's a fuzzy border sometimes around Tajseem. If you say a Tajseemi statement and then say in a way that befits his majesty, get out of jail free card, right? But you just said a Tajseemi statement. So at the very best, at the very best, you're saying something that is that does not make sense. At the, then you're not a mushab, mujassim, but you're saying something that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Um, but here, you, let's take a look at what a seems to be a Christian, I don't know if this is a Christian Arab or what, uh, just dunks on this miskin. Are you going to play it from your side or my side? Should I play it on the phone from the mic? Huh? Yeah, play the video too. Why not? Yeah, play the video so people could read the, the text. So we'll wait while, while Omar loads it up. We got a number of issues today to cover, segments, and this will be the first one. L- l- yesterday, I know that we had a title, and we did a whole tafsir about an hour before we got to the title. <clears throat> or uh, the subject of the title. I mean, it's pretty pathetic that nonchalant Christian just dunking like, like like did you guys see did you guys see in the finals who, who's who's the European player for the Nuggets Jokic there was a play where Butler had to cover Jokic it was sad right I mean Butler's a great player but literally the guy backed up like like an adult scoring on a child you're going to see some Christian with a la- just lazily dunking. And unfortunately, no response from the non-Kalami trained Da'ya. And this is where I said earlier, I've said it many times, it's as if you are, dunk- you, you are fighting with one hand tied behind your back. You're fighting with a sword. Your opponent has come with rifles and machine guns like the British did in Sudan. When the British got to Sudan, they had invented the machine gun. That technology hadn't gone to Sudanese. Miskin, what did they come out with? Spears. A, 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 a calamity in our ummah. You, you, are we ready to go? Are we going to hear it too? All right, go. No. If Jesus walked the earth as a human being, ate, slept, and went to the toilet, we do not believe this is deserving to be a God to be worshipped. You know? So that's the reason why the Holy Spirit, for example, is the same thing. It is in the creation. Anything that is in the creation cannot be God. Anything that is in the creation cannot be God. Well, I, I don't know why would you ask that question about Allah entering his creation. You believe he does. 
it doesn't say that in the, in the in Islam. Every third part of the night, what does Allah do? He descends to the lowest heaven. Is the heaven part of creation or it's uncreated? Anything that is in the creation cannot be God. Well, we don't understand how that works. We, we, yeah, we just, we know. That's, and then when Christians tell you we don't understand, and we say, mystery, ah, I see you stupid Christians, but you can use it, but still, does he enter the, the lowest heaven every third part of the night? He comes down. The hadith says he comes down to the lowest Okay, so when he's coming down, he's but not entering. it's heaven creation. Heaven is creation, yes. Okay, so heaven is creation. So what is this about Allah not entering into creation? When you just said, because you follow hadith, Allah comes down to the lowest heaven, the heaven nearest to us, which is part of creation. Yeah, that is true, yes. Okay, so where's the well, He doesn't come on earth. What difference does it make, earth or heaven? <laughs> says he was on earth in a tree. Can you open that up for him? When Moses said to his people, I observe a fire and will bring you news of it, or I'll bring you a flaming brand that perhaps, the word happily means perhaps, you shall warm yourselves. Now the next verse, pay attention. So when he came to it, he was called, Blessed is he who is in the fire, and he who is about it. Glory be to God, the Lord of all beings. Now next verse. Moses, behold, it is I, God, the Almighty, the Almighty. So who's in the fire? We know who's around it, it's Moses. He said, Blessed is he who is in the fire, and he says, Moses, it is I, Allah, the Almighty. So who was in the fire? It doesn't say Allah is in the fire. Mm. He didn't answer the question. Who is in the fire? Who's blessed? I don't know. I don't know who's in the fire. So who spoke from the fire and saying it is Allah? Allah spoke from the fire. Okay, so you just, whether you like it or not, if Allah spoke from the fire, then when he says, blessed be he in the fire, you just said Allah's in the fire, even though you don't want to admit it. Nonchalantly... Laying it up like Jokic over hit Butler. Is that his name? Jokic? Yeah, Just posting up. Have a sandwich over Butler in the finals. That's exactly what just happened here. You all saw that play? Probably happened many times for some reason. Butler was on Jokic or whatever his name is. His name is Jokic? Jokic. And what's the other tennis player's name? Djokovic. I'm confusing the two. Serbians. This is why we need Edmund Kanam. Let's read Al-Baghawi on the ayah that he mentioned. Burika manfina. It doesn't make a difference. All the tashbihi ayat or the mutashabihat. Our ulama have handled it. Okay. With the Quran and it doesn't even need ilm al-kalam. It's like it is in the, under the subject of ilm al-kalam but it's really just tafsir. Okay. You, when you have mutashabihat, they are only interpreted in light of al-qat'iyat. Right? Al-Muhkamat. Allah tells us there's Muhkamat and Mutashabihat. You interpret the Mutashabih in light of the Muhkam. What's the Muhkam? Allahu Ahad. He's one in himself. That means there are no parts. All his attributes are one. Okay. And he's summoned. He has no needs. Anything that implies a need, he's free of it. Therefore, interpret it or leave it. Ta'weed or Tafweed. Simple. Burika man finnar. Bismillah, I'm reading. Burika man finnar, yani, Kalamahu That's what he means by that. Meaning that he 
the, 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 he made Musa hear the tajalli of his speech from there. Same with Isra and, and Mi'raj. When they say, who, where was Allah when the Prophet was speaking? Now we say that's where the tajalli happened. The tajalli happened there. And a tajalli is a created manifestation okay, of Allah's kalam. Okay, that's what a tajalli is. So for example, the light that came and blew uh, uh, on the mountain the time of Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam. Or the sound that Sayyidina Musa heard, the sound of the chain going over the rock, is a tajalli. And tajalliyat are created. Okay, it's a, mani- it's a direct manifestation of Allah's will at that time, at that moment. So he says here, عَلَى مَعْنَى أَنَّهُ نَادَ مُوسَ مِنْهَا وَأَسْمَعَهُ كَلَامَهُ مِنْ جِهَتِهَا أنه مكتوب في التوراة جاء الله من سيناء وأشرف من ساعين واستعلى من جبال فارانا فمجيئه من سيناء بعثة موسى منها ومن ساعين بعثة المسيح منها ومن جبال فاران بعثة المصطفى منها وفاران مكة وقيل كان ذلك نوره عز وجل وقال سعيد بن جبير كانت النار بعينها والنار إحدى حجب الله تعالى so that fire is a hijab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a barrier كما جاء في الحديث حجابه النار that's the التأويل التفسير right there حجابه النار لو كشفها لأحرقت سبحات وجهه منتهى إليه بصره من خلقه And there's another narration that hijabه النور If he lifted it, alright, everything would burn okay. ثم نزه الله نفسه Then Allah Ta'ala does تنزيه of himself وهو المنزه من كل سوء وعيب And he is the منزه, the, tran- the, the uh, transcendent from every or and he is the transcendent from every flaw. Okay. Uh, every tasbiha is a tanzih. Okay. Every tasbih is a tanzih. All right. A tasbih is to say, My Lord is transcendent beyond this. ثم تعرف إلى موسى بصفاته فقال يا موسى إنه أنا الله العزيز الحكيم والهاء في قوله إنه عماد وليس بكناية وقيل هي كناية عن الأمر والشأن أي الأمر والشأن أي المعبود أنا ثم أرى أرى موسى آية آية على قدرته So that's all he stops there Let us, we're not stop We're going to go to Fakhr al-Razi Okay Surah Al-Naml All of the ta'wilat The method of ta'wil is always the same Okay It's just the, it's just the specific ta'wil of that ayah or, or whichever ayah that we're talking about Okay What he says Because Al-Baghawi of course we know he's a Major Ash'ari scholar Second, the tafsirs. I need it in Arabic. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Al-Surah, Al-Naml, 
You all know this website? You should get used to this website. It's a very good website. Eltafsir.com. If you want to, if you want to tafsir right away and, and you don't really have the ability to, uh, go into a search, like a search engine or something, you go to attafsir.com. Attafsir, we're going to go to, um, You go down to a tafsir. First, you go to the madhabs. You just go to Ummahat or Tafsir Ahl Sunnah. Then it'll, it'll reduce it. And then you'll see where is Al Fakhr al Razi. Ma'alim al Tanzil Baghwi. Just read that. Um, tafsir al Quran for Ibn Abdul Salam. Madarik al Tanzil for Al Nasafi. That's another amazing tafsir. Al Bahr al Muhit Abu Hayyan al Tawhidi. Tafsir Ibn Arafa. غرائب القرآن for النيسابوري okay. الثعلبي okay. السيوطي alright how could there if we, if we got to see what you must have skipped فخر الرازي like, huh like, you have to hit عرض do you see عرض there yeah alright let's go it's not for some reason it wasn't there أمهات التفسير Jami Abbayan for Tabari al-Kashaf, of course. He, he's a Mu'tazidi, but his tafsir is used for language mainly. Okay, al-Mahalli. Where is al-Razi? What's going on here? Did you see it? Where did you see it? Huh? You found it? Oh, that's why. I don't know why they put it that. I just look at it as a tafsir uh, Al-Kabir Al-Naml Falamma ja'aha nudia Amburika man fin nar Okay Wa man hawlaha That's the A we're looking for So we're going to go down It's going to be on Probably on page two You know you go into these tafasir And, and you end up it's, It says something like Waqad warada dhikru thalik Alright we have already mentioned this in Surah An-Nisa or something, so sometimes they don't always mention it. All right, it's going to be on page two of that. Seven and Burika Bimana Tabaraka Wanaru Bimana Anur Walmana Tabaraka Man Fi Anur Wadalika Huallahu Subhanahu Waman Haulaha Yanil Malaika Wahua Marwiyun Anibn Abbas and Radiallahu Anhuma Wa Inkunna Nakotao Bi Anahadi Hirriwaya Maudua Muhtarifa Wathaniha Manfinar Huanurullah Manfinar Huanurullah Waman Haulahu El Malaika وهو مروي عن قتادة والزجاج وثالثها. Seeing he's saying here, من في النار who is in the in the fire, the light of Allah. أن الله تعالى ناداه بكلام سمعه من من الشجرة في البقعة المباركة. This is the burning bush. Many people may not know what the burning bush story is, which is that while Sayyidina Musa was returning to Egypt, he's traveling with his family, and it started to rain on them and got dark suddenly, and his torch went out. He then saw a fire. 
He said, oh, these people have a fire. Let me go get it. Now it's raining, but that fire stays there. So that's the first difference. He then gets there, and he sees nobody's there. It's a bush on fire. But he's gazing upon the fire, and he sees the leaves are not burning. And the fire is not going out from the rain. So he knows something is ajib. Just like when Sayyidina Jibreel came, no one knew him, but he had clean, jet black, wet hair, and perfectly white thobe, so he didn't travel either. So they knew something is different about this situation. Okay, And there, he hears the words, Innani an Allah, I'm your Lord. فَخْلَعْنَا عَلَيْكَ وَإِنَّكَ بِالْوَادِ الْمُقَدَّسِ طُوَى وَأَلْقِ مَا فِي يَمِينِكَ يَا مُوسَى Okay. Uh, and many other it's in different parts of the Quran this dialogue that happens okay um, yeah yeah keep going My dad and my brother said they want me to draw God. What do we do? Yeah, uh, and that's the homework. And uh, my brother and I we agreed what we did was we got the Bible, yeah. and there was a picture of the burning bush. Yeah, in the Bible, so we just I just drew the fire of the burning bush. Yeah, and the teacher is Christian, and he j- and I submitted it, no problem with it. He understood wow. the message. Yeah, what I was trying to say. I w- and people were drawing funny cartoon pictures, stuff Unreal. about horrible things. That's and that was the exercise. It's <laughs> not a deen. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a deen. Subhanallah. It's not a deen. لماذا أدخل أو بين الأمرين وهلا جمع بينهما لحاجة إليهما ما جواب. Let's read more. لعلكم تصلون. ونودي أنبورك من في النار ومن حولها وسبحان الله رب العالمين. Okay. ففيه أبحاث. Here we go. This is فخر الرازي. وفيه أبحاث. And there are branches on this discussion. There are discussions. وفيه أبحاث. Okay. And that's what always... البحث الأول أن أن هي المفسرة لأن النداء فيه معنى القول والمعنى قيل له بورك. Okay. أن بورك meaning uh, it is مفسرة meaning explaining what happened that this is blessed. البحث الثاني اختلفوا في من في النار. They differed upon what mean. What is the meaning of in the fire? Because the ayah says, I'm sorry I didn't explain all this to the, I'm assuming people are aware, but I shouldn't make any assumptions because many people don't aren't aware of, of what's being said here. The ayah says, burika men Okay, Blessed is he who is in the fire. Okay. And those around him. Okay. So the, he says here, what is the meaning of men finnar? And that was what the Christian did to dunk on the tashbihi uh, non-kalam-based brother. I'm not blaming the brother. Some people just, they didn't learn, that's all. Nothing wrong with not learning. The wrong is the result that happens, which is displays like that, which get out to people and say, okay, the Muslims have no basis because their God is also equally uh, in the earth. So ours is in the earth too in the form of Jesus. What's the problem? Right, you see, that's the logic. If you, if your God can come down to the heavens, why can't He come into Jesus? So your God is also in the heavens and above the throne. 
our God is also in the form of Jesus and in the form of God. What's the difference? Your God is in the lowest heavens uh, of, of the earth. Your God is above the throne. Your God is in the bush. Right? So that's what they're saying. So that's a fitna. When, when people uh, spread out a false theology of Islam, people are going to have a, a mis, uh, 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 misunderstanding of what Islam is. So he then says, Men finnar huwa nurullah. Okay. Ya'ni al-bimana tabaraka al-nar, bimana al-nur. So the first thing is, the light here being, the, 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 the fire here being the light. وَالْمَعْنَ تَبَارَكَ مَنْ فِي النُّورِ Blessed who is in the light. وَذَلِكَ هُوَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى And that is Allah. وَمَنْ حَوْلَهَا And who is around it. Him. Or it. it the, the light, which is the angels. وَهُوَ مَرْوِيٌ عَنْ إِبْنَ عَبَّاسٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ is narrated from Ibn Abbas. وَإِنْ كُنَّا نَقْطَعُ بِأَنَّ هَذِهِ الرِّوَايَ مَوْضُوعًا uh, uh, the the narration men finnar huwa nurullah again he's repeating the same thing woman hawla al malaika wa huwa marwiyun an qatada and this is also narrated from qatada was zajjaj wa thalithuha third option and allah ta'ala nadahu bi kalamin sami'ahu min ash he called uh, upon musa alayhi salam with speech which he heard from the tree so the tree is the location of where he receives the tajalli okay Men fil al mubaraka in that blessed location. Fakanat ashajaru mahallan lil kalam. The tree is merely the location. Wallahu hu al mukallim lahu and Allah speaking to him. Bi an fa'alahu fihi duna shajara. Okay. That that Allah did this kalam or brought him this kalam at this at the tree. Thumma not the tree. That Allah is the speaker, not the tree. Clearly. ثم إن الشجرة كانت في النار. The tree is in the fire. ومن حوله الملائكة and angels are around it. بورك من في النار ومن حولها. So what is blessed is the location of the tajalli. That's the one thing, and angels are around it. The location of the tajalli is that tree. Okay. So if think about this, if Allah has called lands, whole lands, to be blessed, like Quds. So likewise, the location. Of a tajalli of Allah is going to be blessed. Mount Sinai remains to be blessed. Blessed locations, blessed cities. And here we have a blessed bush. So blessed is Musa. It's meant Musa. Men finnari, meaning he who is. In the area of the fire, which is Musa alayhi salam. Okay. And those around him, which are the angels. Okay. In the Arabic language, someone close to something is said is in it. All right. Here we go. A fifth thing. Okay, we just mentioned Al-Zamakhshari. Burika man fi nar ay man fi makan nar wa man hawla makanaha hiya al-buqa allati hasalat fiha wa hiya al-buqa al-mubaraka al-madhkura fi qawli Allah ta'ala min shatil wadi al-aymani fi al-buqa al-mubaraka. Meaning, the, 
Blessed is everyone who is in this land. Okay, the land of the fire, of this blessed fire. And he says, uh, he mentions from Surah Al-Qasas, the blessed location, which is that area of the earth. Okay. Alright, and that's the end of the tafsirat of Burika Men Finnar. Okay. Who is in the location of this fire. Now we must uphold that's a mutashabih. Okay? We must uphold that as a mutashabih. That the uh, uh, literal meaning that God is in the fire is mutashabih. Okay, if it's mutashabih, then it can either you don't interpret it at all, or you you interpret it in light of the muhkam ayat. And Allah tells us very clearly there are no tricks with Allah. He tells us right away in Surah Ali Imran there is ayat muhkamat wa mutashabihat. Right? There are muhkam ayats and there are mutashabihats. Why are there needed? Are the mutashabih ayats needed? Many wisdoms for the existence of mutashabihat. Number number one, the ayat itself tells us. That it is to separate man fi qalbihi who has a deviation in his heart from ar-rasikhina fil ilm those who are firmly established in knowledge and this notice he does not he says one group there there are there's disturbance in their hearts the other group are firmly established in knowledge this tells us that firmly establishing your knowledge will quell the doubts of your heart okay and will remove the fitna from your heart. Okay. Notice he says the first group have disruption in their heart. The second group have, he doesn't say they're calm hearted. No, he describes what leads to the opposite of this is firm establishment in knowledge. So firm establishment in knowledge will lead to the heart that does not have zayr in it, that is mustaqim. So this is the great value of learning. Like knowledge will lead you to a firmly established heart that is settled like cement. Okay, It's not movable. We're not going to be moved, but by any of these philosophical arguments, tricks, and, uh, and misunderstandings. Even we call them genuine misunderstandings. Okay. Secondly, so, so it separates scholars for us. So that's why uh, when I was studying with one of my Madiki scholars, very early on, he said, look, when you come upon a da'iyah or a scholar and you want to know their menhaj, he says, immediately go to see what they say about the sifat." Allah has made it simple for us that it's like litmus test. I can't judge a person on every single masala, right? But just one masala will tell me everything about them. What they say about the sifat, 90% of the time is going to tell you enough about them, right? How they t- do tafsir of the sifat, okay? That's the first thing. He also told me in, when it comes to Madiki scholars, because the Madiki, uh, unfortunately, we have like a type of, you know when mint, when you, you have a mint plant, and then the, a weed mingles with the mint the mint comes out tasting bad and smelling bad right so morocco the maghrib we have the the madiki tree but we do have now um like wahhabi almost salafi mixed with the mint and i and i apologize for if i don't mean to say that they're weeds right that anyone is a weed but it's it's the, the mint is no longer the mint and there's a lot of mixture between Salafi and Maliki now. They have even altered the mutun, like Ibn Ashir. 
right? They say, for example, في فقه مالك في عقد الأشعري وفقه مالك وفي طريقة الجنيد السالكي. They altered that and say في عقد مالك وفقه مالك وفي طريقة الإمام مالكي. They've even altered that. They did a, there is a sharh on Khalil relying upon Bin Baz and Uthaymin. Khalil has a line that وقال Bin Baz وقال Uthaymin. So it's the mint plant, this beautiful, wonderful mint, okay, that we drink this Moroccan mint tea with has now been infected almost, right? So he says that when you study a Madiki scholar and you want to know if he's on that or is he upon the pure chain, you go to his saying on Sedr, on, on praying with the arms down, right? Because that's the most, it's, that, that's not even an issue in any madhab, by the way. But it is an issue in popular Islamic life for the simple reason that you see it's the most visible thing, how you pray, right? No madhab will, will invalidate your salah or even say that you left a sunnah mu'akkadah if you pray with your arms down. Maximum, maximum is a fadila in all four schools. Light sunnah. Fadila, manduba. It's not a sunnah mu'akkadah in any madhab, whether you do qabd or sadl. From the, it's in the level down But because it's so obvious to people And it's something that people see And the common man thinks it's a big deal Right So it, it, it becomes elevated It's one of those masa'il that's elevated Superficially The reality of it is Like down here as an issue of ilm But in a social issue It's way up here So it's like one of those masa'il That if you want to know Which way that Madiki scholars go You go look at the mas'ala of Sadl and if you want to know which way they're going in Aqidah, you go to the, the Mas'ala of As-Sifat. So let me repeat and reread what uh, Al-Fakhr Razi said, just so that we could be clear. Because uh, I, uh, I have a habit now. I never read something once anymore. I always read it twice. And sometimes more than that. Okay. So let's read it again. And if people who, who get bored, they don't learn. Because discovery, oh, a new discovery. That's the first cut of knowledge. And peop, some people get addicted to that. And they just want the next fix of something totally new. But when you're just doing totally new, totally new, totally new, you actually never cement what you read before. All right? So he says here, let's go back to it. And he gave five ta'wilat. Okay. Of Burika Manfinar. All right, so he says here. That's where it is. Ikhtalafu fi men finnar. The Mufassirin differed and the ulama differed what on the meaning of who is in the fire. Okay. One. أن بورك بمعنى تبارك والنار بمعنى النور. The light of Allah is blessed. Okay. The light of Allah. والمعنى تبارك من في النور. The light. The, the meaning is blessed is he who is in the light. Okay. So why is this not exactly satisfying? Because men always point to something living, rational and living. So to say. Men finnar, men finnur, it doesn't yet tell us right, who. Okay? Because we have to 
really be honest about what we're thinking, even though he's our imam. But that doesn't mean we can't be honest and say that doesn't really fill the gap that we're that we're looking for here. Okay. Okay. Bimana and nur. Bimana to baraka man fin nur. Okay. Wadalika huallah. He says man fin nur and nur huallah. Okay. وَذَلِكَ هُوَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَمَنْ حَوْلَهُ يَعْنِي الْمَلَائِكَةِ And always, it's going to be, most of the time, blessed is he who is in the fire and those around him, meaning the angels. Okay? And this is narrated from Ibn Abbas. Okay. Next, number two. مَنْ فِي النَّارِ نُورُ اللَّهِ The light of Allah is in the fire. Okay, and Qatada mentions that, and Zajjaj mentions that. Number three, وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى نَادَاهُ بِكَلَامٍ سَمِعَهُ مِنَ الشَّجَرَةِ فِي الْبُقْعَ الْمُبَارَكَةِ فَكَانَتْ الشَّجَرَةُ مَحَلًا لِلْكَلَامِ Allah called him, spoke to him, at the in, in the blessed area, which is the location of that tree, وَاللَّهُ هُوَ الْمُكَلِّمُ لَهُ And Allah is the one speaking to him. Okay. And did this, and he is the one who spoke, not the tree. Then the tree, cannot fi annar. The tree is in the fire, and around it is the malaika. Burikima fi nari wa man hawlaha. Wa huwa qawl al-jubbai. That's number three. Number four. Man fi nari huwa Musa alayhi salam li qurbihi minha. Now we're talking. Because man fi nari must be a rational being. Okay, so you either go by ta'wil man fi nar a man tajalla ila nar. Blessed is the one who did who who is manifesting, who created a manifestation through the fire. This is what makes the most sense, right? Blessed be the one who is making tajalli through the fire. Okay, and it is Allah Subhanahu wa Taala because this is His introduction to Musa alayhi salam. So this is what really settles and fills the gap because he's telling him that the one who is speaking to you, making this tajalli, is blessed. Okay? It would not really make sense to be a praise of Musa right away like this because then he has not yet uh, introduced himself, right? And he has not yet spoken to Musa, alayhi salam. Right? He says here, it could be Musa السلام, because that someone who is near to something is also said to be in it. Now he say to us, oh, don't bring up matters of kalam. Hold on a second. Once you get dunked on in this manner, lay up on even, that we have to talk kalam. Right? And then the last one, al khamis Okay, it's the, the whole area. Okay. Blessed is everyone living in the area. That also doesn't seem to fit only really the four, the, the the one that fits and suits the meaning. And really matches with all the other Ash'ari Ta'wilat is the concept and idea that blessed is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who has made a tajalli through the fire. Okay. 
that is the yes. He doesn't mention that specifically. Like what I just told you, blessed is the one who has made a tajalli through the fire. That's the meaning of it. Okay? This is, I'm sure we'll find it in some of the other tafsir. Tajalli is a manifestation. Yeah. And manifestations are created. They're created things. Okay? So let's go to, who are we going to go to? Um... Yeah, we have affairs, yeah. But I want to go to Qurtubi on this ayah. Okay, because Qurtubi is also an Ashari scholar and he will have commentary on this. Who? Yeah, I know. You can change the font, by the way. There's a There's an add-on. Yeah. Yeah, the add-on is called Wuduh. Okay, listen. Musa says to his family, I've seen a fire. And by the way, he's the only one who saw the fire. No one else could see this fire. It's also a sign of tajalli. Like if you're sleeping and you see a dream, the person watching you can't see what you're seeing. No different from a tajalli. When a wali is having a mukashifa right in front of him, he's the only one who could see it. You can't see it. Unless you're seeing it, uh, there are cases where the people around him can see it, but in general, that's the this is what they usually say, it, because you're not seeing something actually physical. It may appear to you as physical, but it's a manifestation. If in the case of Musa, though it was a mujiza, it is a physical fire that he saw. In the anastunara, I see a fire. I will come to you with news, or I'll te- uh, come to you with a torch, so that we can see. When he came to it, they haven't spoken yet. So to say that this is an announcement of the blessing of the people or of Musa doesn't fit. The first thing that Allah is saying here is that he is blessed. This, what you're seeing is not a shaitan, is not a jinn, is not something bad. It is something blessed. Okay. So by saying that this is, it is blessed, that means what you're seeing is something good, not something evil. Because remember, when the Prophet received the first wahi, he came down thinking perhaps it's something bad. So before even saying, he tells him, he gives him like a preface. What is about to happen is good. Then he introduced himself in Nahu and Allah. Okay, so he quells his fear first by saying, Meaning that it was a sound that he heard. It could be from Allah himself and it could be from a malak, angel, saying, Blessed is what you're about to experience. Then he says, Ya Musa, in Nahu and Allah. Then he says, oh Moses, I am Allah. He introduces him with his name. Okay. Okay. Let's see. What Al-Qurtubi says. 
When Musa saw the fire, he stood next to it. He saw it coming off the branches of a green tree. Extremely green. Okay. Uh, the name of the tree. He says the fire kept increasing. It didn't stay still. The fire was growing. However, the tree was increasing in beauty. Firstly, you never see a tree increasing in beauty when you water it. Right? But he's seeing the tree increase in beauty while it's on fire. So he knows something is not correct here. Not normal, I should say. Not not correct. But not normal to what we call al-adat. He was shocked, surprised by this. And he wanted to go closer to it. Okay? To see it. Okay? With a branch in his hand. He came closer to it to get light from it with a stick that was in his hand. All of a sudden the fire leaned towards it, so he got afraid of it. So he stepped back. And it attracted him and he was attracted to it. Until he realized it's animate. This fire, it's being commanded to do something, right? It's being commanded. It's not a normal fire. Until. He was received an announcement. Blessed men finnar who who was in the fire and who was around it. That's what I told you. Right? When the Mufassirin say, and we've talked about this somewhere else. In Taha, Surah Taha. But let's see what he says here. And Nadahullahu Kamaqala Wanadainahu min Janibituril Ayman in Surah Maryam. Okay. And he discusses what does it mean that Allah calls upon someone. It is the creation of that voice, of that sound. Okay. So in another you have this in the Furush. The Qira'a of Ubay and Ibn Abbas, it is not even Burika Mafinar as Burikat Annar Woman Hawlaha. This must be from the riwayat the riwayat that are Shath, okay? Because the, the it's not fitting the Mus'haf of Uthman, the script of Uthman. Okay. There is no sound isnad of that narration. Even if it was sound, it would mean that the blessing goes back to the fire. And the, and the angels and Moses who are around it. Kisa'i says it's permitted in Arabic to say, Allah bless you and put blessing in you. Al-Arab taqul, okay, he's speaking about the tongue of the Arabs, you know, the Arabic language. Arabs say, barakak Allah. 
Allah has increased you or blessed you. And Allah has put blessing in you. And Allah has put blessing on you. And, and Allah has given blessings for you. All of them are possible to say. Al-Tabari said, Burika man finnar, blessed is he who was in the fire. Walam yaqul burika man, burika fi man finnar. Okay. And he, he says, blessed who he is in the fire. And he didn't say, blessed, blessing is upon he who is in the fire. Okay. So it's on the language of Barakakallah, and may Allah increase you. Yuqalu Barakahullah, Allah has increased him or blessed him. Because blessing means increase. Wa Barakalahu, wa Barakalahi, wa Barakafihi, bima'ana ay burika ala manfinari, wa huwa Musa. So here we go. Tabari, what is Tabari said? It's Moses. Blessed who is in the fire is Musa. Why? Because he's very close to it. Aw ala manfi qurbin nar. Meaning, he who is close to the fire. Not that he was in the middle of it, but he was close to it. Sudi says, Who is making this fire? Angels. Who says this? As Sudi. So, blessed as who is in the fire is angels. Okay. So, the blessing here, it goes to Moses or to the angels. You are blessed, O Moses. So it is a preface to this conversation. He's about to receive tajalli from Allah that is extremely heavy. So he receives a preface. He hears a call. All of this is blessed. You and everything that is about to happen to you is blessed. Burik and nudia and burika manfinar. Okay, yeah, Musa الملائكة الذين هم حولها وهذا تحية من الله تحية من الله تعالى لموسى وتكرمة له so it is a greeting and an honor for Musa كما حيا إبراهيم على السنة الملائكة حين دخلوا عليه so that's why uh, just like the angel said the mercy rahmatullahi wa barakatuh alaykum ahl al-bayt when the angels entered upon Moses they said the mercy of Allah and his blessings are upon you people of this household. A third saying from Ibn Abbas and from Hassan al-Basri and from Sa'id ibn Jubair, Quddisa man finnar wa huwa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Blessed he who is in the fire and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ana bihi nafsahu taqaddusa taqaddus wa ta'ala. Okay, he means by this himself. Okay. Qala ibn Abbas wa Muhammad ibn Ka'ab annaru nurullah. Okay. Ibn Abbas says about this. So you have to continue. He says, uh, it is Allah, he, Allah is referring to himself. And it means the light of Allah. Okay, that this fire is means here, it is the light of Allah. Huwa nurullah. Qal ibn Abbas wa Muhammad ibn Ka'ab annaru nurullah. The fire here means the light of Allah. نَادَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى وَهُوَ فِي النُّورِ وَتَأْوِيلُ هَذَا The ta'wil of all this, the interpretation of all this, أَنَّ مُوسَى عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامُ رَأَى نُورًا عَظِيمًا فَظَنَّهُ نَارًا He saw a great light and he perceived it as a fire. وَهَذَا لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى ظَهَرَ لِمُوسَى بِآيَاتِهِ وَكَلَامِهِ مِنَ النَّارِ Allah Ta'ala manifested here, ظَهَرَ to Musa alayhi salam with his signs and with his speech from the fire. La annahu 
يتحيز في جهة not that he is in that location خلاصة of all we just said فما القرتبي okay let's read it again وهذا لأن الله تعالى ظهر لموسى بآياته وكلامه من النار he brought forth his speech and his signs in the location of the fire not that he was in the location Right? And Allah says, وَهُوَ الَّذِي فِي السَّمَاءِ إِلَهٌ وَفِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَهٌ Likewise, Allah says, He is a God on the earth and a God in the heavens. لَا أَنَّهُ يَتَحَيَّزُ فِيهِمَا Not that He is in both directions, right? And locations. وَلَكِنْ يَظْهَرُ فِي كُلِّ فِعْلٍ فَيَعْلَمْ بِهِ وُجُودَ الْفَعْلِ Rather that He, His creation... And his attributes are manifest in the heavens and manifest on the earth. So you know that he exists when you look upon them in the heavens and in the earth. It also means, another meaning of that is, he's to be obeyed in, as he's to be obeyed in the heavens, he's to be obeyed on the earth. It means he has a right to give law on the earth. That's another meaning of it. Okay. These brothers from Hyde, from Hyde Park or Speaker's Corner or Salafi Dawa YouTube read Qurtubi, right? Don't even give us credit. Just read it and interpret and answer people like this, right? I don't care if they say, no, we're still Salafi, but we're using Kalam. It doesn't matter. The Madmoon is what matters. So you don't get incidents like that happen again. Blessed in the earth, Sultanuhu wa Qudratuhu. Okay? It is his power and his authority. من أمر الله تعالى and it has been said blessed uh, who is in the fire meaning the command of Allah تعالى الذي جعله علامة which he made a sign قلت ومما يدل على صحة قول ابن عباس ما خرجه مسلم what shows that ابن عباس is correct in this is what Muslim narrates and ابن ماجه narrates واللفظ له and he's going to cite the the, the wording of in Ibn Majah and Abi Musa from Abu Musa al-Ash'ari ironically قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم because you know Abu Hassan al-Ash'ari is from that same tribe not a direct lineage but from the same tribe إن الله لا ينام hadith Muslim and Ibn Majah wording or the, transmitted by Abu Musa al-Ash'ari Allah does not sleep ولا ينبغي له أن ينام and is not appropriate for him to sleep he lowers affairs and he raises affairs, meaning some people have their affair is lowered and others' affair is raised. Okay. His veil is the light. So he's saying here, the light is his veil. If he revealed it, Okay. If this veil was lifted, the veil of light was lifted, the transcendence of his countenance would burn everything. Okay. Then Abu Ubaidah recited, and Burika man fin nari wa man hawlaha wa subhanallahi rabbil alameen akhrajahu al-bayhaqi aydan. Walafdu Muslim an Abi Musa. The wording of Muslim from the authority of Abi Musa. Qama fina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ibi khamsi kalimatin. The Prophet stood up and gave us five words. In Allah Azza wa Jalla Yanam, Allah does not sleep. And is not appropriate for him to sleep. Yaqfidul qist. Okay. He 
lowers the scales. Okay. He lowers the scales and raises. I mean, people have affairs go up and down of nations and of individuals. He receives the action of the night before the action of the day. Meaning, before you even do the action of the night, Allah has received already your receipts for the day. And before the day comes, you receive the receipts of the night. Okay. Unlike us, for example, where I may buy something from you and pay you way later. No, for Allah, it's immediate. There's no timing. So there's two riwayas. His hijab is light and his hijab is fire. And the rest of the hadith is the same. The majesty of his countenance. Subhanallah. And from that we say, transcendent is Allah. It is aggrandizing our Lord and making him transcendent from all that does not befit him. If he revealed it, if he lifted the veil, and he does not establish them and give them the strength for the vision, the divine vision, they would all be burned. You wouldn't be able to handle it. You can't handle it. The fire is also one of the bare veils. And there are seven hijabs. Hijab is a barrier. Like, you, not to give an, an example for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but when there's a light bulb, you need a barrier in front of it. And in the ahadith and in the ayat, there are seven. What are they? Al-Izza, Al-Mulk, Al-Sultan, Al-Nar, Al-Nur, Al-Ghamam, Al-Ma'. Okay. وَبِالْحَقِيقَةِ فَالْمَخْلُوقِ الْمَحْجُوبِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَحْجُبُهُ شَيْءٍ It is we who are veiled, and, uh, uh, but, and Allah, nothing can veil Allah. فَكَانَتْ النَّارْ نُورَ So the, the, the fire at the burning bush is a light. وَإِنَّمَا ذَكَرَهُ بِلَفْضِ النَّارِ But it is mentioned with the wording of النَّارِ because Musa thought it was a fire. So the address is based on what Musa saw, not what it was. Okay. And for Arabs, they could, in the Arabic language, you can refer to something as what it is or how it's perceived. Okay. Said ibn Jubair, Said ibn Jubair said, كانت النار بعينها. Okay. Sa'id bin Jubair saying exactly what the Ashara say later on. Okay, he says here, he made him hear his speech from that direction. It is not that the fire spoke, or there was someone inside the fire that spoke. He made him hear from that direction. It's the same what we say about the Mi'raj, that the tajalli of Allah came to him at that location, not that uh, that Allah Sa'ada is. His essence is in a location. وَأَظْهَرَ لَهُ رُبُوبِيَّتَهُ مِنْ جِهَتِهَا And Allah manifested for him his lordship from that direction. وَهُوَ كَمَا رُوِيَ أَنَّهُ مَكْتُوبٌ فِي التَّوْرَةِ Alright. It's written in the Torah. God came from Sinai, manifested at Sa'ir, and, oh, it's actually a beautiful saying. God came to Sinai, manifested at Sa'ir, and rose above all at Faran, 
which means the original revelation, the first revelation, is the Torah at Sinai, okay? The great manifestation, meaning of Allah's mercy, and of the miracles of Jesus, came to Sa'ir, where Sayyidina Musa received his revelation. And then, Ista'la rose above all else to the Qur'an at Gharhira, uh, uh, which they call Faran. And what does Allah call about the, say about the Qur'an? Al-Muhaymin. Allah refers to the Qur'an as Muhaymin, right? And that is that which is above all else, okay? dominant over all else. And it's the same word here, Ista'la min jibali Faran. مِنْ سِنَا What does it mean that God came to Sinai? It means he sent Musa from there. And manifested إِشْرَافُهُ مِنْ سَعِيرِ Meaning that he manifested his attributes okay, to say Isa bin Maryam uh, and his power and reminded everyone of his power. إِشْرَاف Al-Ishraf means like someone to, like when a king comes out at a balcony it's Ishraf. Okay? And then the superiority attained superiority not attained but manifested superiority from Faran which is the bath of Muhammad and Faran is a word for Mecca and he's gonna, he says here it's going to come in Surah Al-Qasas uh, that Allah made him hear his speech from the direction of the tree with more he's going to go into it more because that's a whole other discussion. What did Musa hear? The Prophet ﷺ said Musa was made to hear. When Allah manifested his speech to Musa, Musa heard it in the form of a chain over a rock. That means that sound was created. The speech of Allah is not created. But the sound that you hear is created. Okay. And Allah Ta'ala immediately after an ayah that may have a tashbih in it, he makes tanzih. By saying, subhanallah, rabbil alameen. Blessed be Allah. Transcendent is Allah, Lord of the worlds. Tanzihan lillah. Okay. Removing from Allah anything that does not befit him. And what does not befit him? Any characteristic of the creation. Qualities of creation. Meaning qualities that are explicit to created beings. Which is the, uh, coming into being. Having a location. Having a material form. It does not mean, okay, I love and Allah loves. Yes, but your love is with dependency, with feelings, with chemicals, through means, okay, for reasons. So your love is not the same as Allah's love. But when we say tanzi, we mean that, but we also mean in, in even more uh, uh, basic matter is anything that has the attribute of a created thing. Materiality, physicality, location, needs, and so on. And he says here, and he, I mentioned this in many other locations. All right. Ironically, Ibn Shajara. Okay, we spent the whole uh, podcast basically discussing this matter, but it's worth it.
and I have no problem, you know, with that because this is this is worth it to discuss. And if you don't have sabr on reading, learn sabr on reading. Learn sabr on reading and learn sabr on repetition because that's how you're not go- you're going to learn. Now I want have something else to say. I have something else to say. This is, I guess, sort of, it's not just, uh, it's Muslim news, but it's sort of local Muslim news and local Muslim chatter and local Muslim gossip. But I'm about to clear the gossip. Okay. Okay, um, Daniel Hakikachu posts. Omar Suleiman, AAE speakers. Okay. Ten to $20,000 to hear that Islam means being kind to people. Speaking fee for Omar Suleiman, ten to $20,000. If it's virtual, five to $10,000. Okay. Who is the company? AAE speakers. One eight hundred six nine eight two five three six. Why am I going to talk about this? Because a lot of people don't know this. These companies are self-appointed agents, and the reason I find this interesting and worthy to speak about is because we, me, and another group of people, fell into this—not really a trap, really—but fell into this a couple months ago. When they said, "Hey, you know, I'm going to man. Can you text him? We need him to speak." I said, "Fine." I send them a message. I didn't hear back. I think he was away or something. Or his agent was away. His manager was away. His manager is a brother in the masjid. Okay. Someone then, okay, someone then at the school that the organization that was trying to organize said, don't worry, we're in touch with his agent. I said, okay. So I didn't do anything. Some while later, I'm talking with him. And he said, yeah, it's all set. He said, what's all set? We didn't hear anything from your agent, from, from your guys. I said, what are you talking about? Our, the organization is in touch with your agent. He said, what are you talking about? No one talked to us. I said, look at these screenshots. Send me the screenshots. He said, I don't know who that is. That has nothing to do with me. So this company, and many like it, they go around, they get famous people, and their job, they, 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 they sell those people without those people's permission, but they'll do the work for you. And they will go out and get in touch with Omar Suleiman, right? Or whoever it is. You'll see everyone on these lists. You'll, you'll see anybody. It's like, it's just anyone famous, these people, that's what they do. But because they did that for you, they'll charge you. They'll pay the speaker, but they'll also take their own cut. And so what they ended up doing, uh, what they ended up doing is essentially sort of being an agent without your permission. That's what this is. So I have direct experience with this AAE company because the organization that I was helping ended up communicating with this company. And by the way, I think there are more that represent him or fake, fakely represent him, uh, and, and it's all something like he never permitted this. And let me give you an uh, uh, update. 
another another thing about insider how this world works. Sometimes fundraisers, professional fundraisers, do charge five and ten and twenty and twenty-five and thirty thousand dollars. But they are telling you, we will get you five hundred thousand dollars, right? If we get you five hundred thousand dollars, if I got you five hundred thousand dollars, then I'm what am I worth to you? Like at least ten percent of that, right? And I can at least right, maybe ten percent worth it, right? If you set up a program and the whole event costs me ten grand, right? And you're telling me you can come and get me six hundred k or five hundred k. That's uh, I'm I'm earning from that, right? I'm benefiting from that. So sometimes they do that, and sometimes they say, listen, whatever you get. If you get 10K, I'm only going to take three. If you get 50K, I'm going to take this. If you get 70, so, so he is no different than a guy that used to go sell my goods. Whatever you sell, you get 5% of it. You get 10% of it. That's how they operate for fundraisers. You don't get that for a regular speech. For fundraisers, there's a lot of money in it. Now, let me tell you, this was a fundraiser, and I know what the honorarium was, and it wasn't not even close. It was not even close, just to be fair to him, right? And I do consider it, you know, it's, a, it's false. It's just fa- it's, it puts, gives a bad name to somebody. It wasn't even close. So much, so, so little it was, if he had to pay half of his expenses, basically go home with nothing. It was a charitable thing, Right. And he was in the area for other things, and he just did this as a traveling. I know it because I was involved in that organization. So that's just to give people an idea of what goes on uh, with speakers and with Dawa. All right, so that word doesn't get out that you know someone's being you know completely um, selfish or overcharging or something. All right. So again, the world of fundraising is very different. And the world of giving a regular talk is very different. And I happen to know specifically about Omar Suleiman that that event, he basically took home some peanuts as an, it was like a token. Okay. There wasn't even a negotiation, I don't think. So I, I know that. And I know that. And when you see him on commercials on YouTube, those things, he just does them. He didn't even charge. So people don't get an idea about. These guys having a racket. It's not true at all. None of It's not true at all. Maybe some people are, but I know for sure that he isn't because he's informed me. Some of these, these commercials that he's on for Islamic Relief or Yemen or he just sit on this computer, record the thing for two minutes and send it to them. He doesn't make a buck from it. Not a dollar from it. According to, you know, one of my conversations with him. All right. All right. What are Muslims... What, what else is in the news? We got a couple... Hey, did you... Pull up anything? Did you find anything good? Anything juicy? Let's see. A hacker's computer here. A ThinkPad with that little red mouse in the middle. Despite the EU and Tunisia deal, black refugees are pushed out at gunpoint. Tunisia. Tunisia's mass expulsion of black refugees... And migrants to its borders with Libya and Algeria is continuing despite the award of more than 250 million euros in aid from the EU. All right. Um, 
are they expelling them because they're black or are they expelling them for another reason? Is that a fair question? Right? They may be expelling them just because they're black. They may be expelling them and they happen to be black. There's a difference, right? The EU has given 100 million euros for Tunisia to improve its border security, while 150 million euros was earmarked for the North African countries, stuttering economy. But the benefits to the EU beyond Tunisia ramping up its border security and surveillance were not immediately clear. Signing a memorandum of understanding on Sunday, European Commission President Ursula Leyen, who is accompanied by Italian Prime Minister Giorgio Maloney and Dutch blah, 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 uh, welcomed the agreement as an opportunity to invest in shared prosperity. Okay. However, throughout the negotiations, there have been mass expulsions deemed illegal in a statement. No rahmah at all. See, people don't understand where this comes from. This is very important. Individuals should understand it. When the individuals become in charge of nations, they should understand it. Right? I'm not saying you're going to take all. If I had our country, I'm not going to just open borders like a fool. Right? Because you're going to destroy your country that way. But there have to be in place some mercy rules. There have to be in place some charitable. If you give, you're going to get back. If you think when you, when America opened its door and gave citizenship to people, you found a lot of those people doing great things in their country. Right? That's just the nature of the world. Right? What goes around in the good comes around in the good. So... I'm not against border um, patrol. And yes, they may be expelling some people who are black. Does not necessarily mean that they're expelling them because they're black. Okay. So the two things shouldn't be conflated. Yet at the same time, I do believe that there has to be mercy rules. Some of these people's lives, there's nothing there. There's literally zero. You And, and we don't know if they're keeping... They're doing some charity. We don't know that, but they, I mean, they could be, but he's not mentioned anything like that here so far. Hundreds continue to be expelled from across Tunisia after violence took hold in the, the port city of Sifax, a destination point for many black sub-Saharan Africans. Okay. Fleeing war and poverty. They literally, like, it's almost... Um, I can understand you can't just have millions of people flowing in. Yet at the same time, there's got to be some mercy. The unrest began uh, after a February speech warning a demographic change and denounced Tunisia as racist. It's not far-fetched that Arabs are racist. That's not far-fetched. You can't say uh, someone is or isn't um, you know, from a news article, but it's not far-fetched. I'm not saying the Tunisians are somehow... or And then what do we mean Tunisians? It's like a handful of policymakers. I said Tunisians. It's a handful of policymakers. Okay. The unrest began after February, blah, blah, blah. It has dogged the, dogged the lives of many. That's how the verb is used, dogged the lives of many, culminating in street battles between local residents and the police and black sub-Saharan Africans after the death of a local man in Sfechis. Since then, Tunisia's security services have been active in seizing black men, women, and children who lack proper documents for migration. See, I do have a problem with this, this phrase, phrasing, though. Uh, security sir, have been active in seizing black men. Okay, so if Michael Jordan goes, he's going to get seized? It's migrants. it's migrants. It's illegals. It's people who, it says here, lack proper documents for migration hotspots and busing them to remote reaches of the border. We can discuss the policy. 
And I'm going to be more on the side of you have to have borders in a country, but you also have to have some mercy. Maybe 80-20. 80, we got to have order. Okay, it's out of control. We got to stop this, but we will have some mercy policies in the future. Okay, and to say that Tunisian services are looking around for blacks, right? It, they're looking around for illegals, and they happen to be black, right? Because I highly doubt if... Um, I don't know, name a soccer player or some famous person was to go to Tunisia, he's going to be uh, tracked down, right? Which is not to say that there isn't... It could be a mixture, by the way. It's they're illegals, and the Tunisian forces can be racist. I'm not far-fetched, the idea that people are racists, right? And I don't like... Does that make sense? It's not objective to say Tunisians, those individuals, okay? So that's, that is a news story here, and... Um, it continues to show how terrible the living conditions are, all right? And that Libyan militias are out of there, are, are there attacking these people for whatever supplies they have, raping people, militias coming from Libya, and maybe Libyan too. I didn't know Libyans were capable of having militias, right? maybe they're the jihad groups, the ISIS groups, because I know that they have a stronghold, last I checked, in Libya. Essentially, America went in there and did what America does, or and also some other countries, Arab countries, which I'm not going to mention so I don't get arrested, went up and got involved and left it what they left it, a complete mess, wild, wild west. Here's something, news out of Connecticut. Muslim legislator attacked outside of Eid al-Adha prayer. Uh, but why is it coming out now? Okay, this article came out, I guess it's a while back, so it's we're late to it. Representative Maryam Khan says she was choked and slammed to the ground by a man who made sexual advances towards her and her young children. And she's complaining the police should have done more. A Muslim legislator, that I'm reading from NBC here, a Muslim legislator, so I'm reading from NBC, so it have, should have a slant towards the hijabi muslima, and against the police. That's my prediction, okay? I'm fine with the slant towards the hijabi because we sympathize with her too. A Muslim legislator in Connecticut is calling for a hate crime investigation after she was brutally attacked outside Eid al-Adha prayer service last month. She said that she felt her body go numb as the attacker held her in a chokehold and that she feels law enforcement minimized the incident. By the way, my wife actually knows this person, met this person, Okay. Representative Maryam Khan became the first Muslim elected to Connecticut's House of Representatives last year. She said she was taking photos outside an annual Eid prayer service in Hartford when a man approached her. The man, whom police identified as Andre Desmond, allegedly made sexual advancements towards Khan and her two daughters, 15 and 10. She said he then slapped her put her in a chokehold, and slammed her against the ground. Wow. I tried to de-escalate. I tried to distract, but he kept persisting. There were no guys around? Khan said she yelled for help, but police officers stationed at the event had already ended their shifts. After she made several attempts to free herself, civilian men intervened. And then she was able to get to safety. Desmond's defense attorney didn't respond. Now, this is outside the XL Center in Hartford. Wouldn't there be security cams all over the place? 
It makes sense, right? There's got to be security cameras. Desmond's defense attorney didn't respond to a request for comment. At his arraignment last month, she cited Desmond's history of mental health. Wait, arraignment, that means he was arrested, so they must have a basis. What's the basis of the arrest? Okay. And he was, had spent six months at an inpatient psychiatric facility. He was originally charged with third-degree assault, unlawful restraint, breach of peace, and interfering with police. But after a hearing this week, new charges were added, and others were upgraded to felonies. Now he faces three counts of risk of injury to a child, second-degree assault, third-degree attempted sexual assault, and first-degree strangulation, all felonies, as well as a misdemeanor count of interfering with an officer. Okay. What's notably missing, Khan said, is a hate crime investigation. So again, did she happen to be his target who was a Muslim or was he targeting her because she was a Muslim? Okay. Well, there were many other Muslims around, right? So it was Eid. So you do need, you do need to investigate to see, has this person had a bias towards Muslims? The fact that there was none of that was very problematic. I don't know, but just it could again be a case where she happened to be a Muslim. He's going to attack somebody anyway. He's Majnoon, right? Well, we'll see. Hartford Police Department, and by the way, they uh, what is the evidence by which they is it? They just did they believe her and arrest him for that? I I can't imagine that that's lawful, right? They must have seen security footage. HPD and major crimes are investigating and working with the officer. You have something to say? Majnoon, mm-hmm. who my professor, Professor Hala, is amazing, uh, psychiatric consultant. Yeah. She told me off. Why? You're not supposed to say Majnoon. R- what to, reason? To someone with mental health issues. She, because it's, it's, it's scientifically inaccurate. She wanted me to say delusional, false, fixed beliefs. Okay. So that was just yeah. something teaching. Yeah. So in med school, as, in, as, a, as someone who's in the field, yeah. we can't say Majnoon. In but world <laughs> what about colloquially speaking? Someone acts so someone who is completely sane does something really, really wild, and somebody says, "My guy's Majnoon." All right, it has a context. But you're a doctor. Yeah, then you can't say Majnoon. You can't say Majnoon. No, you can't say Majnoon in a professional setting. But it's strange hearing that from an Egyptian yeah. professor that that you guys have PC too. That's probably because she's been called Majnoon so many times as a youth, right? Every Egyptian is called Majnoon, donkey, every all the whole shoe. We have a whole list and PTSD from that stuff, right? I don't take PTSD. I embrace it and pass it on. Pass it on. Thicken your skin a little bit. Uh, no, it's. I guess it's not. Uh, it definitely is not accurate. But colloquially speaking. If you have a clear separation between professional and colloquial speech, then that's different, right? And especially if someone does a violent crime, right? Here's the thing. There is a limit on certain things because, well, there, I should say there, there must be a fuzzy, there is a fuzzy, such a fuzzy um, line between, in mental health. Because on the one hand, he did know how to target a female, how to pin a female down. So in that respect, he's not Majnoon. But to do it, right, you must have some kind of, something is wrong. So I've worked a few mental health jobs, yeah. different hospitals. If they commit a crime, 
the <laughs> mental health nurses and, and even the psychiatrists, they will get the police involved yeah. in England. This is in England, it all happens in America, but they will charge them and they will have to go to court. Mm-hmm. Even if they have paranoid schizophrenia of the worst degree, yeah. you're still going to get trialed. Mm-hmm. So the institutions work very closely with the police in England. Yeah, And, uh, and it's not any easy... I suppose there is that discrepancy, there is that maybe... I won't say sympathy, but but there is a, there is a it is a niche field sentencing someone with a mental health disorder. I think that is yeah. something. And I think more, that yeah. the Sharia would take in, into account certain yeah. things. For example, uh, if s- th- that fuzzy bor- border between sane and actually clinically insane, if someone is, or I, I don't even know the terms to be honest with you, but I mean fully insane, the fully insane will not n- know how to take an action mm-hmm. upon somebody they right so what they do with them is they put them they still have to protect society from them so they if they're non-violent mm-hmm. then they have these places where they can roam freely within a guarded yeah. compound yeah if they are violent but you can tell that they're not right like this man not right i'm sure is not the clin- clinical term either right but you know what i mean that but he's within that realm he's capable of knowing that that's a woman that's how you put someone in a chokehold, right? Uh, but the behavior is so erratic, yet it's violent. So such a person, maybe we can say in Sharia that um, they would not be deemed treated like a criminal in the hudud sense, but they would have to be protected from society yeah. and the victim would have to receive some compensation. So we would say from that person's tribe or their family or their insurance, you need to compensate the victim we're not going to head crime this person, but we're going to protect them from society. And we're going to, it's not going to be the free roaming as- asylums. Of course, that's not a term either, but forgive me. I'm not from, I have to get up to date with the terms, but you know what I mean? It'll be a more restrained because this person did have a violent inclination. And that w- is what I think is fair. Right. And I think the Sharia would uphold something similar to that because there has to be a, there is a gradation you cannot say that there's either sane or insane right there has to be a gradation there just because a crime is extremely gruesome and violent that's not what makes the person insane it's the erratic behavior so i think when it comes to tribunals and courts my understanding was that a lot of it comes down to the diagnosis but the diagnosis can't be established until they've been inside a inpatient psychiatric facility yep. for a period of observation and dissection mm-hmm. and that's by law legally kept there yep. observed by nurses and psychiatrists and then the diagnosis is given if it's personality yeah like you, we've got something called um border in america you call it borderline personality disorder in england we call that eupd mm-hmm. now these people are uh, not all of them but uh, in my experience they self-harm a lot they they don't want to actually kill themselves but yeah. you'll see police will come in the middle of the night and they'll be on a train station just sat there waiting for the train to come and someone will call the cops and yeah so so these people actually have what's called a personality disorder so that is just this that is uh differentiated from a mood disorder which is which is also differentiated from a psychotic disorder so a psychotic disorder is your quote-unquote imagine seeing things crazy that kind of thing mm. so it, there, there's it's Quite complicated. Psychotic disorders. Psychotic. Psychotic disorders. Mood disorders. Mood disorders. And personality disorders, which they're trying to say is a a form of normal now. 
everyone's got something. So I think there's something on my phone about cluster A, cluster B, cluster C. Um, I'm sure they're going to have one of these. Take this questionnaire to see what kind of (laughs) disorder you have. And at the bottom is going to be an ad for a drug, right? But, uh, yeah, so it's interesting how they divided up cluster, uh, uh, psychotic being, also psychotic could be violent versus nonviolent too, right? You might still have to protect society from them, but they just might not be violent. And there's a city, uh, where was it? I think it's in Austria. There was a city where a family started this, but it became that the city welcomes those who are psychotic, nonviolent patients, and the city takes care of them. All right, so let's see here and get and, and learn what they're saying here. Cluster A. All right, here we go. Let's let's uh, start diagnosing us ourselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning into a clinical session. <laughs> Cluster A is odd and eccentric. Cluster B dramatic and erratic. Cluster C anxious and fearful. So cluster A, odd and eccentric, can be in three different ways: paranoid, socially detached, schizoid. Okay. Restricted emotional expressions. Schizotypal, uncomfortable in society and has behavioral eccentricities. Cluster B, dramatic and erratic, antisocial. Does not disregard for violating other people's rights. Borderline. That's it. I thought borderline was, was, was slang. No, it's a technical term. Unstable relationships, self image is unstable. And they're impulsive. Histrionic, excessive emotionality and attention-seeking. But are they disorders or is there terbia involved? Like, I would say, uh, venture to say that a lot of it is terbia-related, right? Like, for example, unstable relationships. Is it a disorder? Or is it a social... You weren't taught, right? That's sometimes... Like, we got to think about that. And they have to. They can't just tell us, no, 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 it's just biological. No one's created biologically you can't have a relationship. It's an absurdity. It cannot be proven, right? There must be something that, there must be an element of tarbiyah involved in something, in in a description like that. Impulsivity. You mean you can't teach people to think before you talk? Think before you spend money? Okay. Attention-seeking. No one's... Are you telling me they're born with attention-seeking disorder? Or is this terbia? See, can you answer this? What, by the way, what field are you in? So family medicine. Family medicine. Anyway, so, I know, so you know some I of this. I need to know everything. You know to know everything. Good. Jack of all trades. So you're a da'ya, basically. <laughs> you know the jots? They need to know a little bit of every science. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a strong da'ya gets to the intermediate of every uh, science. Yeah. A very strong da'ya, like Habib Omar. Yeah. He can take you to the edge, yeah. the end of every science. Okay. Now, am I right in saying that attention-seeking, histrionic, cluster B, there must be an element of tarbiya in this, right? Tarbiya meaning upbringing, socially being taught, being educated, so the, the, being the, raised. The research is showing that the, so some of the research is showing that your ACEs, they're called adverse childhood experience, ACE, affects your mental health later in life and personality traits particularly 
are especially influenced uh. in childhood. So it was interesting because I'd read about like social media phones and all this stuff, what affects our kids. Lower that a little bit? Some, some of our... Yeah, not that much, yeah. Some of the research is very early on, but they're saying this stuff is actually oh. causing... so that proves my, my causing point. personality disorders later in life. Like, you, like one of my friends is a psychiatrist and he says in 10, 20 years time, you're going to see children, adults who don't know how to interact with another human being, you know, avoiding eye contact, not looking at them, looking down, these kind of things, because their whole upbringing, they were just like, and they weren't talking to each other, like just going on the park to play with your friends, having a fight, like just over a ball and doing, going angry, that's that's normal human But you know that we're not getting any of that anymore. You (laughs) you, you proved my point though, (laughs) because you said that things that happened to you in childhood, yeah. External factors cause this. Mm. That means external factors can fix it. Mm. That proves the impact of external factors mm. upon the personality. So mm. if I then have t- 10 very bad things that happen, but 1,000 very educational and good things that happen, mm. there should balance out, right? Mm-hmm. And so you agree? Mm. Philosophically, if you're saying that the cause is external, that means the cure can also be external. So, so correct or not incorrect? Psychotherapy is a, its own different field. Like in the West, Freudian theory is very f- uh, accepted. That's the norm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got in Cambridge, Dr. Abdullah Rothman is starting his own Islamic psychotherapy and they're doing it in Khalil Center, I think, Chicago. So that that's a new field that's emerging, Islamic psychotherapy. But in terms of psychotherapy itself, um, it's not... It, there, are, there are like schools of it. So there's, seed, there's different things they do to train you to get out of certain situations yeah. cognitive behavioral therapy which is okay in certain situations emotional therapy psychodynamic therapy so there's different ways to fix things through talking therapy and that's without talking about the medications i haven't even spoken about them yeah that, that that's for that's beyond personality disorders at this stage that's when you go into psychotic features trying to get voices out of your head so that's meditation. well that's, that's some, at that point is level. different that's a yeah. different level now we're talking about yeah. else, so. so see where my uneasiness is yeah is the rush to render something outside of free will and behavior mm-hmm. okay because once you do that you're ceding too much ground and it may seem sympathetic and merciful in the beginning to say, oh, it's a disorder. It's out of your control. But in reality, you've ceded so much self-control. You've ceded so much empowerment. right? And we want, even as patients who come into the psychiatric unit, we want them to be independent, functional adults in their own right. That's mm-hmm. the ideal, that we can discharge them. Discharge means safely they can leave the hospital without yep. worrying about them. Uh, and they can live free lives but the reality is getting to that level of independence is hard if you've got these of course, conditions uh, and, and in our Desi and Arab communities we've got people who are full time carers for them so and I don't care uh, for them yeah like uh, family members yeah. I don't consider it far fetched the idea or that something may have started because of an outside influence uh, could have been fixed with behavioral therapy terbiya but now it's too late. It's and not, the, the person a, just needs care for It's now. not an exact science. Th- Thank that's you. That's exactly that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not it's an not exact a, science. Yeah, so, yeah. It, But it could very well be that it's so, the, the damage is so bad that it does need chemical repairs, yeah. as, uh, as well as terbiya, mm-hmm. and it may very well be too late. 
Yeah. Right. Then at that point, it's a sickness. Definitely, environment plays a role. So, yeah. uh, so in, we we see a lot of drug-induced psychosis. First thing you do, get them away from that. Yeah. Drug dealer environment. That's the first thing you do. Yeah. But when we discharge them, it's just a vicious cycle. They go back to the slums. They go back to where they are. Yeah. They start taking drugs again, and they start seeing things, and they're back in the hospital, and it's just repeat. It's just on repeat because the environment's not changing. So it's definitely there is something to say about your environment, your nurture versus nature. There is <laughs> there's that. Really, really sad, subhanAllah. Yeah. Uh, do you offer counseling? Someone's already, you got a customer already. Naz Zaman is saying, who is it and do you offer counseling? Um, not yet. <laughs> Can't believe it. Okay. Um, Okay, I am a GP registrar working in Bradford. Uh, that means middle grade family doctor. And in a few years, inshallah, we'll be completing my training in family medicine. Mashallah. Inshallah, do dua for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't offer counseling. I've never even thought about offering counseling. I did want to become a psychiatrist for a year and a half, two years. But when I worked in psychiatry, the two jobs I did, there was. The, the problem I had was the psychiatrists, they were really dumb on everything else. They they lost all their medicine. So every, all that mujahada you did to learn about the heart, the lungs, the eyes, the whole body and how to cure someone, they forgot all of it. And they just became the don in psychiatry, the master of that, but they forgot everything else. So mm. for me, family medicine is... It's got to be integrated. It's a way for me to keep my skills in everything. Yeah. And we see... The NHS where I work, that we'll see 90% of all, all the UK population and half of our patients are mental health patients anyway. <laughs> if not, You if mean not demographically, demographically 90%? We'll, we'll see, definitely see like one or two a day if I'm see, or at least. So it's like, it's like we, we so I, I picked a field where I'll see everything anyway. It's um, going to yeah. get worse with the way families have been destroyed and, and new styles of new types of families or lack of families, you know, are there. Yeah. Uh, or, or and things that have no precedent before. It's sure. just gonna get Subhanallah. Let's get to a few questions here. Not too much time because it's Wednesday and it's time for a dua. Who are the greatest scholars in the Maliki school, past and present? Uh, Uthman answered that below. Okay, Uthman answered that already down low. I heard the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said all sinners will be forgiven except those who commit in vile sinners sins in public. It's not it, it there there is you're on the right track in that there is a line between those who hide their sins, they have enough decency and iman to hide their sins, and that those who do not have that decency nor have that iman and they don't hide their sins. That that's one way to break it down. That if Allah hides your sins and gives you the tawfiq to hide your sins, that this is an ishara or a sign that inshallah, we hope that this person will be, we can be forgiven for that. Okay. The one who is also, it helps, it is a benefit in that you will not be humiliated. If you try to hide your sins and you're not so bold and you try to make tawbah, it's the tawbah is even more important. You ha- try to hide your sins and you make tawbah. That Allah Ta'ala will, hopefully, will never expose you. Yet, if you have become nonchalant with your sins and you don't bother hiding them and you don't make tawbah, then you can be exposed in this life then humiliated. And that's, part of, that's the beginning of your punishment and hopefully the end of it. There's another breakdown 
minor sins and major sins. Whoever does minor sins, but successfully avoids major sins, then his avoidance of major sins can be the reason that his minor sins get forgiven. But those who fall into major sins, they will need the shafa of the Prophet wasallam, or the shafa of martyrs in their family, hufad of Qur'an in their family, whoever Allah permits to have intercession, or that Allah may forgive them directly. What's the difference between direct forgiveness and shafa'ah? Shafa'ah is basically, it's the last, plus Allah does not want to see you. He does not want to hear from you. He's rejecting everything you say. But because you happen to be connected to somebody whom Allah loves only for the sake of that person, that Allah will forgive you. That is the concept. So shafa'ah is a branch of Allah's mercy. And it is that you, yourself, that person, has lost all chances of mercy directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's very much like when you're so angry with somebody, you won't talk to them. But you have some mercy left, so you send somebody to talk to them. Like, mother's so angry with her kid, but she sends, like, the, the, the sister, go give her, give your sister a sandwich. Go give your brother this food. Go tell your brother, maybe we'll talk about it, Right? So that is, it's a level that a person has been, has earned Allah's wrath so much, right? The shafa'ah is also a part of Allah's mercy, okay? So some people, they separate between Allah and His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa They say, oh, Allah is angry, but the Prophet is merciful. It's not on a, who created the Prophet? Who made him a shafi'ah? The Prophet, that's why the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, أَنَا الرَّحْمَةُ الْمُهْدَى I am the Allah's mercy who is given to you as a gift. Okay. I am the I am the mercy that's given to you as a gift. Okay. Couple more questions real quick. Anything from Instagram? In the Hanafi Madhab, can you combine intentions for the forthcoming Muharram fast, uh, Ashura, white days with Miss Fast and Ramadan? I don't think in Hanafi school fiqh you can combine Nafl and Fard, can you? You can combine nafl and fard in the Hanafi school? So if you want to make up a misfast for Ramadan and you also want to fast on Muharram, you can double intention. Okay. There, was your mic on? Yes. Okay, so they heard you there. Okay. All right, if you want to take classes, you can go to arcview.org, sign up for uh, Arcview Arcview Plus and Arcview Basic, either one, and you could take our classes on fiqh, on aqidah. Sheikh Nuh Saunders has an amazing class on tafsir that is every week. Okay. How do we understand the the fact that God has blessed non-believers with wealth? Allah Ta'ala in this gives the dunya to whom he loves and whom he doesn't love because the dunya is... Not worth anything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gives it to whom he loves and whom he doesn't love. What doesn't he give to whom he loves? Or he doesn't love? Iman and deen and taqwa. So that's what's decisive. And why does Allah give great amounts of wealth to uh, non-believers? Because Allah ta'ala has decreed that wealth will be distributed to every nation at some point in time. Right? Every nation, you, see, you can see it in history. 
the Greeks, they got it. They didn't. They lost it. They're never going to get it back. The Persians had it. They lost it. Never going to get it back. The Egyptians at one time were the dons of the world. They lost it. They're never going to get it back. Everyone gets one chance. The, England even got it. There was a time when Austria, Hungary, whatever it's called, was an amazing civilization and the height and the Ottomans had trouble with them. The Turks had the Ottoman Empire, right? People get it. Every nation will be will be able to say we had our day and we were great at one point. China and India, early in history, human history, they had great civilizations. Mali had a great civilization at some point. Everyone gets it. East Africa at one point was a feared civilization and a, and a, and a wealthy civilization. So everybody has that. And in this, and as individuals, Allah raises and lowers whom he wills for a wisdom that he has. It doesn't indicate his love for them. And to say something is a blessing means that you have it in your hand, but it doesn't, and your heart is, not, is still on the truth. So you use it for the good and you live with serenity and happiness. To, to be unblessed means to have it in your hand, but it's a source of misery for yourself. And you look at many, many, many of the rich and famous, and they're living uh, uh, in opposition to the fitrah. They end up uh, miserable. And this wealth is a source of misery for them. They're better off without it. SubhanAllah, they're taking sleeping pills. They're millionaires. They're su- suicidal. You know, there's a Owen Wilson, the, com- the, the uh, comedian Owen Wilson. Shouldn't he, by material standards, be happy, right? House in Mali, house in, I mean, Maui, Malibu, Malibu, Malibu Beach, living in Hollywood, playing make-believe for a living, laughing and joking all day, right? Um, and he, he, he was, at one point, almost committed suicide. Like, why isn't he happy? So clearly, the material by itself is not a solution. You got a guy like Brad Pitt, who is uh, almost borderline alcoholic, Right, borderline like just is is depressed. How are you depressed if material, material uh, pleasures, or material uh, blessings or gifts from God was the only source of happiness? You should be the furthest one from unhappiness. Okay, but uh, that's not how the world works. And um, saada is in hidayah. It's in guidance. Okay. Sad is in guidance. So let's now go to the Wirt. We're going to recite Hezbin Nasr and then we're going to do a short dua and we'll wrap up the stream from there. Maybe that's a weaker opinion, but I know that Mu'atamad, at least in our Mathab, is you can. Yeah. Because for the six days of, uh, like the white days, for example, it's more about the day of fasting rather than the intention. Mm. You make the niyyah for qada, and then it happens to be that day, then you get both rewards. Okay, good. But you are having one intention or multiple intentions? Making the intention itself, I'm not sure. I think I think double intention is like fine. Okay. It's more, it's more about the day itself. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. What I remember. We can get a nas from Sheikh Imran. Yeah, that's Sheikh Imran. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. MashaAllah, New Jersey now has a, we have a Hanafi uh, resident scholar in Hanafi fiqh, Imran Ahmed from Long Island. Uh, Sheikh Murad will be um, taking a couple years off away to study, to continue his studies. And inshallah, he'll be back after that. 
لا اله الا الله الملك الحق المبين 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 بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان فتحنا لك فتحا مبينا ليغفر لك الله ما تقدم من ذنبك وما تاخر ويتم نعمته عليك ويهديك صراطا مستقيما وينصرك الله نصرا عزيزا وكان عند الله وجيها وجيها في الدنيا والآخرة ومن المقربين وجهت وجهي للذي فطر السماوات والأرض بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نصر من الله وفتح قريب مبشر المؤمنين يا أيها الذين أمنوا كنوا أنصار الله كما قال عيسى بن مريم للحواريين من أنصاري إلى الله قال الحواريون نحن أنصار الله الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم لا تأخذه السنة ولا نوم له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا يؤده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون والله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم والله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون والله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم أعيد نفسي بالله تعالى من كل ما يسمع بأذنين وبصر بعينين ويمشي برجلين ويغدش بأيدين وتكلم بشافتين حصنت نفسي بالله الخالق الأكبر من شر ما أخاف وأحذر من الجن والإنس ويحضرون عز جاره وجل ثناؤه وتقدست أسماؤه لا إله غير الله من جارك في نهور أعدائه وعذبك من شرورهم وتحيلهم ومكرهم ومكائدهم أطفئ نار من أراد بأعدائه من الجن والإنس يا حافظ يا حفيظ يا كافي يا محيط سبحانك يا رب ما أعظم شأنك وعز سلطانك تحصنت بالله وبأسماء الله وبآيات الله وملائكة الله وأنبياء الله ورسل الله والصالحين من عباد الله حصنت نفسي بلا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم اللهم أحرسني بعينك التي لا تنام واكنفني بكنفك الذي لا يرام وارحمني بقدرتك علي فلا أهلك وأنت ثقتي ورجائي يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا درك الهالكين يا درك الهالكين يا درك الهالكين اكفني شر كل طارق يطرق بليل أو نهار إلا طارق يطرق بخير إنك على كل شيء قدير بسم الله أرقي نفسي من كل ما يؤذي ومن كل حاسد الله شفائي بسم الله رقيت اللهم رب الناس أذهب الباس اشفي أنت الشافي وعافي أنت المعافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر السقم ولا ألم يا كافي يا وافي يا حميد يا مجيد ارفعني كل تعب شديد وكفني من الحد والحديد والمرض الشديد والجيش العديد واجعل لي نورا من نورك وعز من عزك ونصرا من نصرك وبهاء من بهائك وعطاء من عطائك وحراسة من حراستك وتأييد من تأييدك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام والمواهب النظام أسألك أن تكفيني من شرك الذي شر إنك أنت الله الخالق الأكبر وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه 
والحمد لله رب العالمين ظاهرا وباطنا وعلى كل حال يا أرحم الراحمين Inshallah we'll take a couple minutes here for dua